Good morning, everyone. Good to see everyone. We're going to start with a call to worship that's going to function a little bit both as a call to worship and as a time of reflective prayer. <clears throat> so this, this Sunday is Freedom Session Sunday, and I really hope it's going to inspire all of us after we hear what Freedom Session is about, hear from some of the recent participants. I hope it's going to inspire all of us to not settle for any stagnation in our Christian walk. Um, so let's begin by hearing this account of Jesus beginning his public ministry. He's quoting from the prophet Isaiah, and he's doing this to set a tone for how he wants people to understand everything that they're going to see unfold from this point forward. He's proclaiming a gospel of salvation and deliverance from the enslaving power of sin. So on this read through, just kind of bring your mind, bring your focus. Uh, I'll, I'll be reading a little bit before and after this, but this is the, the main proclamation that I want us to engage in. So a little bit earlier, it says, Jesus returned to Galilee and the power of the spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside. And he was teaching in their synagogues and everybody praised him. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up and on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom. He stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then Jesus rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. That was Jesus' public declaration then, but it's also his declaration to us now. By his spirit, through his word, Jesus stands before us proclaiming a path out of bondage. So I'm going to read this passage again, but this time I'd like you to close your eyes and I'd like you to imagine a scene in your mind's eye. If you're not sure what it would look like for someone to stand up in the context of a synagogue, just picture like this church, Jesus up front, he comes up to do the reading. Picture in your mind's eye and hear it as Jesus proclaiming this to you personally. Jesus comes up on this stage opens the Old Testament scriptures and says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Maybe you come into this space desiring freedom in Christ for yourself. There's an area that is stagnant, stuck, wounded. Maybe you come into this space and really honestly your yearning is for someone that you know to experience that freedom in Christ. Family member, spouse, uh, coworker, classmate. As I read this scripture a final time, I invite you to again, close your eyes, prayerfully hold this person in your heart, whether it's yourself in that place of 
wounding, that place where you would like to experience greater freedom, or kind of hold the other person or key relationships. And in a sense, symbolically bring them before God and say, God, may you um, speak life. I want freedom in Christ for these people. Jesus went to Nazareth where, been, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. And he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Let's continue in prayer. Today, Jesus, we celebrate good news. We celebrate your saving, redeeming, delivering power. We proclaim and celebrate the freedom that is offered through your love and grace for ourselves, for those um, for whom we're holding close to our hearts this morning. We ask that your favor would rest upon us and that you would teach us how to follow you out of darkness and into light and life. Amen. As we continue in worship, we're going to play a worship song that is a, a celebration of God's rescue of us. So again, I invite you, whether looking at the lyrics or closing your eyes, and as the lyrics wash over you, as a song plays out, call to mind those situations, those circumstances where you experience God's rescue. And just let these um, lyrics be a source of reflection and praise and as memories come to mind of God's delivering hand of his rescue in your life and things big and little, just offer praise to him and say, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. So we'll play that now.
Uh, on the seats beside you, you have a list of scriptures that I'm going to be reading. They're also going to be up on the screen, but I thought I'd print these off for you in case you want to take them home, because many of these are worthy of reflection, meditation, memorization. So I'm just going to read these as they appear. These, these scriptures kind of track one of the major themes in scripture, and that is the theme of freedom, how God wants to deliver, not just his people Israel, but all of humanity, from a place of bondage and darkness into a place of freedom, where they can live into full humanity, live into what it truly means to love God, love people, live as humans were intended to live. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt so that you would no longer be slaves. I broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to live in freedom. The Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other people, for you were the fewest of all people. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant. Sorry, make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeons those who sit in darkness. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And they answered him, well, we're Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? And Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You are no longer a slave, but God's child, and since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and don't let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. One of the major themes that cuts through the entire biblical story is that God's intention is to move people from a place of slavery into a place of freedom. So you have in the Old Testament a literal place of slavery under Egypt and Pharaoh and God delivers his people and says, I want to place you under my protection and my blessing and my guidance. That's one of the big plot lines of the Old Testament. But then in the New Testament, we see a deeper and more pervasive dimension of our enslavement, which doesn't simply reside at the level of the physical or the socioeconomic, it's spiritual. And we're offered deliverance from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. Learning to follow Jesus, learn what it means to walk, 
now that we've been reunited with God, reunited with our true calling as image bearers, as human beings. And picking up on the Old Testament theme, learning to walk under God's guidance and protection, his blessing. And if you don't see that pattern of rescue, or sometimes it's called salvation, from slavery to freedom, then it's easy for Christians to fall into the trap that the overall point of Jesus dying, of of Jesus coming and dying and resurrecting was simply to provide a pathway to heaven. We may not hear Jesus' invitation right now to say, hey, Jeff, come and follow me. I want you to follow me here and now in this life out of places of bondage. You don't have to actually live in those places anymore. You don't have to wait until heaven before you begin experiencing my redemptive power, my healing power. So when you're saved, there's lots of really profound things that happen right away. We're automatically adopted into the family of God. Our sins are forgiven. We're justified before God. We're no longer under condemnation. We're sealed with the Spirit. We're reunited to God through Christ because of grace. But I don't think I need to tell many of you that even though those things happen automatically the moment that we turn our lives over to Jesus, it's not like we wake up the next day and then all the mess that we've accumulated in our lives, all the negative momentum from dysfunction and sin, that just disappears, it's gone. We'd have to literally be living in denial to say that that's true. These realities, though they're true, they don't magically clean up our lives instantaneously. Yes, we have genuinely surrendered our lives to God. But what God doesn't do is just take over our lives and then um, sort of unilaterally bring everything up to speed to how he would have it. He almost always uses a process, often a long process, sometimes an awkward or painful or challenging process to lead us into and through healing. He uses a process to teach us how to walk with Christ. And through this process, God heals us and he touches us and he transforms our lives. Sometimes that happens in very direct, very huge, instantaneous ways where there is like a capital D deliverance from some kind of bondage to freedom. And while we can praise God for those amazing moments, I I think if we're honest, they're just not normative. The normal process is learning to follow Jesus faithfully every day, experiencing more and more freedom as we turn from sin and turn to him. That's why Paul, when he's writing to an early Christian church, he says, just as you've, you've always obeyed, so now, not just when I'm around, but even when I'm not around, I want you to work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. He's saying, you're saved. You've you've been obeying Jesus individually and as a church. That's awesome. But your new status doesn't just automatically confer maturity. It doesn't just automatically lead to growth. It doesn't automatically align to you living according to the family principles of the family of God. You've got to work out your salvation, not in the sense that you have to earn it or justify it, but you have to f- work out what it means now that your identity and status has been changed. Right? When a child gets adopted into a family, they have to work out the implications of being a part of a new family system. 
That doesn't mean that they have to work within the family, otherwise the family's gonna say, oh, we're gonna unadopt you. You have to kind of earn your keep now. No, you're adopted, you're loved, but now being part of the strong family means this. And we know you've come from a context where that's very foreign, so we're just gonna slowly teach you every day, show you, reinforce these things, and love you into a new way of being because you're a strong now. You are part of our family and that's what God does with us. And it seems like God delights in that process of walking with his children. He's not interested very often, it seems, in quick fixes. He wants to show us how to walk away from self-destructive habits and patterns and walk into greater freedom and maturity and wholeness and joy and peace. There's lots of way that ways we walk that road. We walk that road by showing up on Sunday morning and engaging. God does something in this time. We walk that road when we connect with a Christian friend or someone in our small group and pray together, talk about things. We do it in our personal devotional times. And we do it through programs like Freedom Session that in an intensive way hold us in a pattern of discipleship that hold us in a pattern that moves us towards healing, to maybe confront things that we'd rather not confront, to turn our attention to things that we would rather ignore and maybe leave in the rearview mirror of our lives. And yet, God may be calling us to revisit those things in the light of his mercy and grace. Freedom Session is a program that helps people understand how to follow Jesus out of darkness and into light. Because for many years, what the church has said is, follow Jesus, follow Jesus out of your darkness, turn from sin, turn to him. Very few Christians disagree with that sentiment, but they lack the tools or the know-how to put handles on that and to say, okay, what does that mean for like this week? What should I be doing? What should I be focused on? And Freedom Session is a program that is designed to help people walk that road, not individually, but together. And so today, we're celebrating the most recent graduating class of Freedom Session, and we're hearing about how God has used this program to facilitate healing in people's lives. So I'd like to invite up Jan Van Kassiel. She's kind of our Freedom Session the coordinator. You're the guru, guru bigwig, totally. And she's gonna just share a little bit about what Freedom Session is uh, at a high level, and then she's going to introduce uh, the testimonial videos for this year. Freedom Session is a healing and discipleship ministry. It is written by Ken Dick, a pastor who lives near Surrey, B.C., he is a former alcoholic. There are over 1,200 people in the Surrey area that have taken Freedom Session through the church that he pastored. Freedom Session is based on a framework from the 12-step program that is similar to Alcoholics Anonymous. Ken Dick, the author, has taken care to ensure the 12 steps accurately portray the Bible. This program is Bible-based and written to carefully reflect truth. I was raised in foster homes and was never adopted. I was separated from my parents by family services when I was six years old. 
When I became a Christian at age 23, I was having difficulty applying what was being preached and taught in the church with what I had gone through as a child and then adult. Freedom Session is a tool that is set up to encourage the participants to go to Jesus and rely on him for healing. While being supported by one another in our small group and with a sponsor. This means that we do not fix one another and we do not give advice. The healing comes from the individual's relationship to God. Freedom Session is focused on equipping people to take the next steps in their faith journey with Jesus, no matter where they are in their faith. Many people have deep-seated pain. Many have suppressed their pain, emotions, feelings. They do not realize that their pain is driving them to indulge in compulsive habits and behavior. These are Christian people that are searching for answers but not knowing where to find them or how to connect the Bible's teaching or their personal relationship to Jesus with their pain. Freedom Session can help you to discover how much God loves you and cares for you. You'll develop new habits to replace the negative and sometimes destructive patterns that have been causing you to stumble and which hurt not only yourself but others. So why heal? If you were to cut off your arm, you would know the date and time of the occurrence, and you would know that there was a major effect from this. Yet with emotional wounds and negative experiences, it's more like a cut, 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 and it's not as obvious. The result is deep, buried wounds that have been reinforced by repeated negative experiences that were never dealt with. So how does Freedom Session deal with this? I'm going to give you a couple examples of concepts that are taught. One example is denial. There are many kinds of denial, but Freedom Session talks about eight different kinds. So one kind of denial is blaming. This is when I recognize I have a behavior I need to deal with, but blame someone else for it. Another form of denial is minimizing. This is when I acknowledge a problem or behavior, but refuse to see how deeply it impacts those around me. Another concept is guilt. Truth-based guilt and lie-based guilt, they both feel the same. Lie-based guilt occurs when someone rejects, abuses, wounds, or abandons me, and I feel feel responsible or guilty even though I am not responsible for what happened. Truth-based guilt occurs when I've done something wrong and I can't make it right. If I am recognizing the difference, if I am not recognizing the difference between these two guilts, and feeling the same with both, then the guilt gets enmeshed together and I tend to react the same. I carry around guilt that is not mine to carry. It is confusing. How does Freedom Session help us through a process? We do what are called inventories. There is a format to follow. We write down memories that have affected us. Writing writing it down gives us a chance to look at it from different perspective. To To see it all there on paper has a huge impact. Then we go through a process of getting to a point of forgiveness and tossing the hurts, pain, resentment, guilt that we have been carrying, and then walking in freedom. Freedom Session is a commitment. Since 2018, over 30 participants have signed up for Freedom Session through this church. They have completed 20 weeks or five months of Freedom Session, doing an average of four hours of homework per week, plus committing to a small group involvement and finding a sponsor. This is a serious program and an in-depth program. 
These participants have shown courage by sharing deeply and have taken the risk to trust in other, um, or to trust in order to experience healing. The stories of self-discovery, the struggles, and the healing is an unfolding process. When this comes together and the freedom is found, it is permanent. It is life-changing. It is profound. The power of living out our salvation this way is so beautiful that it compels me to keep offering freedom session. Praise be to our Lord Jesus Christ for this ministry and for the, for the perseverance of the participants. Now Dan's going to play a short video. Hello and welcome to Nelson Freedom Session Testimonials. The participants you, are, participants you are about to hear from have taken Freedom Session from January to June 2021 for 20 weeks and completed workbook one and two. We will start with Linda. Well, I've gone through Freedom Session three times actually. So the first time I was a participant and the second two times I was a small group facilitator but also completed all of the homework. So each time I went through it, I learned more about myself and specifically a lot about my emotional intelligence or my emotional health, which is really what I wanted. I didn't learn about a lot of that stuff growing up and I felt like I needed it. So um, each session I learned more. The first time I focused on control and um, rescuing. The second time I focused on um, a sort of a victim mentality and a critical critical spirit or perfectionism. And this time around, I focused more on self-blame and people-pleasing. So all of these topics I had read about a lot and I had a lot of head knowledge, but there was a problem getting it from my head to my heart. So the breakthrough that I had this time was in realizing that when um, I feel grief or sadness or shame, some sort of a negative emotion like that, I put up boundaries and I withdraw from people intentionally because I don't want to feel, feel those negative emotions. And what I've learned was that really does affect my relationships and other people because it doesn't allow myself and them to be as intimate as it could be. And it also doesn't allow me to be um, an authentic me. So um, one of the questions that this, the beginning um the beginning of the session asked was what were we worried about and one of the things that I mentioned that I was worried about was um, the death of loved ones because I knew that that would bring on a lot of grief and sadness which I didn't want to experience but sure enough two weeks in a, a family member suddenly died and I needed to experience grief on top of that another family member um, is slowly dying and I'm in a position where I need to visit regularly meaning I need to experience the sadness and I can't run away from it at this time. But the good thing about that is that I'm facing my sadness. I'm allowing myself to feel that more than I have in the past. And I'm also noticing that along with the sadness, there's joy. The two can simultaneously occur together in the same scenario. And I'm also learning that when I feel sadness, it doesn't last forever. It doesn't endure. It does leave and I do feel peace and I am thankful afterwards. So um, I'm, I'm thinking this is a really good breakthrough for me because it is going to allow me then to move through life with less fear of 
a wide range of emotion. And to the level that I can feel sadness is really going to be to the level that I can feel joy, which is what was taught and what I'm not just learning about in my head, but I'm also actually experiencing. So I just wanted to end by saying that this little quote that I found really summarizes how I'm doing these days, which says, avoiding triggers isn't healing. Healing happens when you're triggered and you're able to move through the pain, the pattern, and the story and walk your way to a different ending. So that's what I'm feeling about Freedom Session this time around. So next, I think, is Tony. Um, so going through Freedom Session has brought me a better understanding of um, healing and peace through God. Um, as a believer, I, I always thought that a lot of the wrongs that I've done or the wrongs that have been done to me would automatically go away um, once you trusted in God. And they do to a certain extent. Um, but for me, the deeper stuff I really needed to pull out and unpack and, and just work my way through. So um, it's brought some healing and it's brought some a path for me that if I do run into issues from the past that maybe come back, um, I'm able to better deal with them and, and just kind of work my way through them. So it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely opened my eyes to a lot of stuff and uh, I, I very much enjoyed the course, so. Okay, each time I do Freedom Session, I pick an area to work on. I have had the most difficult time forgiving myself for mistakes I made as a parent. I tend to hold on to um, guilt and shame and I'm not willing to give them up. Freedom Session has helped me to look at different ways I suppress my feelings and hang on to unhealthy thoughts, like I should have or I would or I would have. Then looking at what is my true wrongdoing and to feel true guilt and to work that through. Then asking the Lord Jesus to forgive me, then forgiving myself and throwing that guilt, shame and pain as well as my wrongdoing as far as the East is from the West. These are all things and processes that Freedom Session has taught me this time. Then I walk in forgiveness, trusting the Lord to help me not to turn back and pick up what I'm, what I'm already forgiven for. And next is Faith. Hi, I decided to take Freedom Session um, because I had done the Authentic Living course last fall and I found that really helpful. Um, I only, I thought that I just wanted to, um, yeah, work on some, you know, emotional healing, um, from the past. I had gone through a healing process about 23 years ago, and, um, I didn't think there was really much left to do, um, that, but I just, I thought, well, Freedom Session will kind of help me to see and delve deeper into it, um, into the hurts and the pain of the past. Um, but as I started my mirror inventory approach, I was sh shocked to realize that some of the ways that I had interpreted the past hurts, um, and the long lasting effects that they had had and with the current ways that I was coping with life, um, I didn't realize, um, the lasting impact it was very shocking to realize the false guilt and the blame that I had taken on and the, the judgments or inner vows that I had made at the time and how they had affected every decision related 
to that in the future. I just hadn't connected all those dots. And um, so this time around, um, it really, Freedom Session really brought me to, um, as I went through my inventories to realize that I, um, I needed to work on my perfectionism that um, had been created from the beliefs that I had established um, growing up. And so um, I have really worked on that and um, it's really helped me to be able to take a look at um, the whole process of how I interpret things. And then as a result, the effects that it have, has in my life, um, the long lasting effects. So that has been really helpful. Jackie, we need you to unmute. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, I came into Freedom Session not really knowing what to expect. Um, I didn't have a clue how much it would change my life. At one point, I had so much emotional pain, mental anguish from years of stuffing, avoiding, and keeping silent, and even denying it was there. I actually thought I had... Um, I was the only one that was hurting. I didn't realize it was spilling out around the people that I loved the most. And I think that's why I came to Freedom Session. I, as a mom, I always thought, oh, it doesn't matter if it's just me that's hurting, but when it starts affecting the ones that are closest to you, you wanna do something with that pain. Um, in January, just before I started Freedom Session, I felt God telling me these three words, that it was time. And in my mind, I could see a storage room full of boxes that had these shelves. And God was prompting me to unpack. And that's what with Freedom Session I started doing, is unpacking these boxes. And I didn't realize all the things I had shelved away for years and years that were in my heart and anyone who's moved knows how overwhelming moving day is with all the boxes around you. And that's kind of how I felt with this in front of me. But with Freedom Session, they gave you the tools. Um, the girls that were my community through the homework, those things helped me start slowly unpacking these boxes. And it wasn't that much of an overwhelming task um, and I had a wonderful sponsor who was there anytime I needed to talk to her and so with that support and with freedom session I was able to unpack a lot of things and one thing that really surprised me was uh, one day I had asked God what he wanted to do and what was next and it was the name of my grade two teacher and um, that's many years ago, but she had falsely accused me of doing something. I, I don't even remember what, but my parents sided with her and a letter had been written and I had gotten in trouble for something I never did. But because of that incident, um, I had lies that had gone through my whole life for 55 years telling me that I'm bad 
I'm going to be punished. I've done something wrong. It's my fault. And those lies really impacted my whole life. And when I started unpacking that box, I honestly can tell you since that day and that moment, those lies have been silenced. I do not um, think I'm bad. I don't think I'm going to get in trouble. The fear of punishment is actually gone. And I've never had a clue that it was that root way deep down buried. And with Freedom Session um, and God, lots of prayer, I unpacked that root. And it was a surprise to me, but an incredible blessing. And I would love to do Freedom Session again because I know that there's more to unpack but uh, one box at a time. Um, I did Freedom Session as a bit of serendipity because I had been asked, uh, well, it, it was just serendipitous. I saw the, the, the announcement and I thought, wow, therapy plus God, that sounds like a really interesting and very cool mix. Um, I was so, so scared uh, with the small group originally because I thought they wouldn't like me and I, I was so nervous. But what I found was exactly this going through the steps that, um, that have been really well laid out and then having the encouragement of the small group. Um, for me, the thing that was super lovely was I got to a much more mature relationship with my mom and then a really super authentic relationship with my sister. And uh, we did it lightly with humor. Um, there was nothing you know, tragic at all. But when we broke through and my sister and I laughed about some really small thing, uh, but something that we had just, we'd both been doing that both of us kind of knew that the other probably had been doing as well. When we broke through that, it felt like this lightness entered our relationship. And, and I really don't think I would have gotten there without something like this. So, Thank you, each one, for your dedication to completing the program and to supporting one another. May God richly bless you. And I want to echo that. Thank you to everyone who shared. That's um, really important for us to hear each other's stories, even if not in the totality. Hearing examples of people within our own church who are taking the next step of following Jesus into freedom. So may your encouragement be that healing is available. It's never too late. And that healing happens as we cooperate with God and move forward through processes like Freedom Session where we can grow in awareness, where we can investigate why we're stuck in certain places, in certain relationships, maybe in our relationship with God or a particular person, where we can learn to reflect and surrender and confess and turn from destructive ways to life-giving ways and learn to obey Jesus. So I'm gonna invite you to stand and I'm gonna send you off with a benediction. As you go, family and friends of Nelson Covenant Church, may you follow Jesus into freedom. 
May you listen to and learn from those who are maybe a little farther down that path than you are. And may you experience God's favor and progressive deliverance as a result. And may the love of God the Father, the grace of God the Son, and the fellowship of God the Holy Spirit be with you all this week. And all of God's people said, Amen. God bless. Thanks so much, guys. Good to see you. Especially the little kiddos. <laughs>